0: Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of M365 Voice. My name is Sarah Hazi,
1: And
2: I am Mike Manorani.
1: And I'm Antonio Mayo.
0: And uh, as we were talking and prepping before we decided to record today's episode, we're going to take you down a path of talking about a specific topic. Um, I was bringing up um, how I use Planner in my day-to-day life to be able to really structure small projects and to be able to run... Um, stand up or project weekly stand-up meetings for different projects that are again relatively small in scope, maybe a hundred tasks or less, and how um, things that I've seen that have worked well and things that I've seen that have not worked well in using planner for those types of small projects. What do you think? Um,
2: yeah, I like it. i'm I'm a light uh, weight user of planner, but I, I do enjoy the use of planner when I use it.
1: We've started to use it, I'll, I'll say, in the last year and a half, um, started to use it much more um, heavily on projects that are, I'll say, small to medium size, certainly not large projects, because I find that it still is not great for large projects uh, where you've got a really large backlog of, of activities. We tend to lean more on DevOps for that kind of thing when you've got a lot of user stories and you you're plan- manage them according to a um, you know an, an agile board. It's a little bit different. But for medium projects or small projects, we have started to use a lot more heavily. And, and I think you're right, Sarah, when you end up in those kinds of projects, you end up in meetings where, okay, let's review the Planner board. Let's see where all the tasks are at.
0: Yeah, I think so. I've actually played around with Planner in a, I, I've seen it used in projects that are too large in scope and it, and it can't meet the requirements for really running either a formally agile project where you really need that agile board view to be able to manage things, or for large projects where you need a full like Microsoft project, you need a very formalized project plan because of all of the different dependencies and things. Um, I also have tried using Planner for basically managing individual tasks that I have for a project. I don't find that very useful either. I tend to use Outlook tasks, but I know we've talked about yep. that before for my personal tasks, and I don't tend to like to list them both in Planner um, and in Outlook tasks or Planner and To-Do. But for these small to mid-sized projects where you're trying to live out loud in an area where everybody can see what's happening, I think Planner has become a sweet spot for that.
2: Now, do you, in your world, do you use it inside Teams or do you go... Do you have a Teams created for it or you always have Planner most of the time just Planner stand alone with with no Teams in the back end
0: That's a really interesting question because whenever I use Planner I never use it within the frame of the Teams desktop app I always open up Planner in my browser
1: Okay interesting I'm the opposite we always use it in the context of a team So so for us whenever we start a project a new team is created for that project it's kind of an automatic process in our company yeah. And depending on the nature of the project, if there's multiple people on it, usually more than two, and if there are a meaningful number of tasks over a period of time, again, small to medium project, then we'll create a planner within the team and then it'll become a tab in our team.
2: I'm a, I'm a mix between both of you, actually. Um, I use it if I am going to, I'm working on a specific, I'm working on a, couple, a few projects. So if if I am inside a project, I go to the team, it is inside that team and I manage my tasks. But sometimes I'm like, what should I work on today? I have like a couple of tasks, a few tasks from a couple of projects. I would go actually to the planner because that there you see all your 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 plans and you go back and you go and navigate to your actual plan and you go to that project.
0: This is already interesting and just how we like to and it really does come down to preference, I think user preference and and how we prefer to do it. Um Many of the things that I think I want to talk about today as I go through Planner is certainly preferences about how I like to use it. Um, I'm going to be fascinated because we already know that Mike likes to work differently than I do. I mean, his inbox, my inbox, like they're complete opposites. His way of using a note, my way of using OneNote. So, I mean, this is going to be good.
2: We'll see if we have some common grounds here. That
0: rarely happens, but it'll be fascinating. Let's Let's do it. All right. I'm going to share my screen and let's go in and take a look. So there we go. Um, You can see my screen. I've got a planner plan here. Um, I created it as a fake planner plan for the purposes of this session. I named it Project Xena. Um, First thing that came to mind was Xena Warrior Princess. I have no idea why, but that's what we created. So, um, I kind of thought I'd step through a couple of things about how I like to use Planner and have you both react to it and let me know what you like or what you don't like. Okay. How does that sound?
1: That sounds good.
0: So first thing, when I'm in the board view for Planner, um, I like to define different buckets, which you can see here I have three, one for project scope, one for design, one for build. Um, I like to define different buckets. I hold myself at the volume of buckets that will fit left to right on my screen without scrolling left to right because I cannot stand it when I have to scroll left to right to see all the buckets.
1: Yeah, agreed. What do
0: you think?
2: Yep, I'm the same way.
1: Agreed. I, I tend to forget about the buckets if they're off screen and I have to scroll. Right.
0: So sometimes I'll build a bucket and then I'll subdivide it into two buckets and then I'll combine some together and I do like to drag my tasks. From one bucket to another. So, for example, I could take one, and I can literally just drag and drop it from one bucket to another bucket. But I tend to optimize at about four or five buckets max because that's what fits on my monitor left to right.
2: Yeah,
0: and I find one, my
1: buckets. Sorry, my buckets tend to be similar to yours, where the name or nature of the bucket aligns with where the task is and getting done, right? Like, like not started in progress, completed or something in between like that, um, something that defines where it is in the project um, status, my buckets tend to align like, which I think yours do there.
0: Yeah, I tend to like them to either be topic based in terms of like what type of work it is or what stage in a project or what stage in an implementation it would be. Um, I tend to read, I mean, obviously I read left to right. So I like to have my buckets reflect a left to right ordering in general yeah. um, so as you can see here usually if I'm starting a project and I run a lot of um, I'll say project stand-up calls where I'm sharing my screen and we're talking through a project in 10 minutes 15 minutes 20 minutes every week or two weeks for a project I like to come in and start with just doing a brain dump of, of tasks so I'll literally come in here and I'll click on a task for a bucket and I'll say design milestone one, hit enter, and then I'll type in another one, design milestone two, and hit enter. And I basically just go through and start adding in a bunch of tasks by doing a quick entry, as I like to call it. But then one of the things that I actually love to do is when we have a project meeting, I'll actually come in here and go from the board view over to the schedule view. And one of my favorite things to do is to actually assemble a timeline for the tasks based on the schedule view. When you come in here, you can see our calendar and I can actually take tasks. And if we agree that we wanna confirm project resources and have that done by let's say March 4th, I can just drag and drop it over to March 4th. Um, I could then move on to basically next month and I can start dragging other items over into that time frame. And we can literally be on a call we can identify timelines for things, we can move tasks between timelines. And if I just do this for everything and drag everything over to some kind of a date so we can see what this looks like, here's what happens. Once we get everything landed on a date, if I go back from the schedule view to the board view, you can now start to see that I have due dates on all of my tasks based on going through that schedule view and dragging and dropping them over. So i didn't have to go in and define it for each individually it was a group activity to kind of try and build a schedule
2: that's cool that's pretty cool i like
1: that i didn't even know you could do that
0: so i find that that's a handy way to run things so so far we're generally in an agreement let me put out an idea that gets hotly debated assignment of tasks i am a believer that um, I use a RACI model um, when I think about task assignment. So RACI means responsible, accountable, consult, and inform. If I'm going to assign a task to someone, I generally want to assign a task to one person who is responsible and accountable for the completion of that task. Many times I work with people who want to assign every person who may have a part to play in that task to the task.
1: I think that gets too. I agree with you. I think it should be the person that's responsible for the task that gets assigned and only them or only, you know, the small group of people that's responsible because it gets too hard to know, okay, what are my tasks if I'm on every single task?
2: Yeah, I'm the same way because I really hate it if you are, you have multiple people assigned the same task and you have to add a checklist inside a task. So you don't know exactly the checklist. You cannot assign, you cannot assign a checklist for a specific person. So I'm yeah. like, okay, who's doing that checklist? So, And then you're going to have to start going into commas and adding commas and just kind of defeats the purpose of an actual task. Yeah, That's how I look at
0: it. Wow, we all agreed on that. Um, okay. I want to talk though about this whole task list idea, Mike, because I've started actually using them in my planner plans and I used to hate them. And now I started using them a lot more regularly. So if I click into a task here, what we're really talking about is this checklist down here where you can type in specific items from a checklist perspective. So um, do this one thing, and then I'll say Antonio is going to own that one thing. And if I hit, hit enter, do this other thing, like do the third thing, Sarah. So, if you enter in a checklist set of items, and you check the show on card, when I close out of this task, you can now see that the different items are here. And what's nice is that you can look at them and you can check off the subtasks, but there's no way to assign a subtask to a person. Like usually I see it where you put somebody's name on it, but who do you assign the task to? Do you assign the task to all three of us because we each have a subtask, or do you just assign it to one of us whose job it is to make sure that the rest of us get our stuff done for that task.
2: Exactly, and one thing I would like to to, to have, maybe we'll just talk to the product uh, group about it, is if you check off all those checklists, for me, I would love to see that the actual task is completed because if you have right. a task and you divide a checklist because you have five things you have to do, when you finish them all, well, it should be finished. Similar to a project plan, you know, you finish, yes yeah. in the, in the sub, sub plans, in the subtasks yeah that it doesn't doesn't work that
0: way in planner that drives me crazy too because you can see here that the check mark says three of three subtasks yeah. are completed you go in you can see that they're all completed but the yeah. progress still says not started it doesn't even give you like if you're checking off the checklist items should it move it to automatically in progress even yeah. or completed if they're all done it doesn't do any of that.
1: That would be nice. That would be a handy little thing there. I can see some cases where you wouldn't necessarily want it to automatically mark the whole thing completed because you got the checklist done, but I I could see cases where you would. Perhaps a pop up asking you, do you want to complete this task? I don't know. Yeah, Yeah,
2: exactly.
1: It should at least put it in progress
0: though. I know for me, if I'm facilitating project stand up meetings that have a planner plan. I am um, diligent with saying that I want only one person assigned as the owner of the task, because that's the person who's held accountable for the task being done. And if Mike, you need to consult with Antonio or inform others about something related to the task. Ultimately, you're the one who needs to come out and do the do the staff and market office complete. The other thing that I'm finding that I use a lot more in Planner is the add a label. So if you come out to add a label when you're in a task, it gives you color coding labels that you can assign to your tasks. Um, What I really like to do is not only to use the color coded labels, but I like to edit the labels. So if for this particular one, for example, I'll go ahead and edit this to say leadership. Alignment just to make up something and then go ahead and select it. I like to be able to select multiple different colors to represent multiple different types of work. And then I actually like being able to look at the planner plan and seeing those different colors and what they mean to be able to kind of see what's upcoming.
1: I think that's cool. That is a nice little feature to be able to color code them or label them.
2: Yeah, I like that. I I don't use it much, but I think, uh... The way you've described it makes a lot of sense.
1: Can you sort by the labels, sir?
0: That's a good question. Um, I feel like you can. You can filter by labels. Okay. So I just came over in the right-hand column to the filter section, and if I go to the labels, for example, that leadership alignment one that I just created, I can filter based cool. on that. Nice. Um, and you can see that you have a ton of different colors. I I, I know that they greatly increase the volume of colors. Yeah. Um, I do find myself spending an inordinate amount of time changing the colors into colors that I think look pretty with the background. That's, yeah. I don't know if that's really useful, but I do it.
2: You can, you can group by, by label. I think if you go into the group by bucket side yeah. and then you can group by labels.
0: Ah, look at that. Yeah, that's nice. I like it. I don't tend to use that either, but um, I think that that is helpful. I do use the group by due date, because sometimes if you're looking, especially from a project perspective, what's coming due within the next week versus the future versus today versus things that are already outdated. I think some of these filters and group buys are actually really helpful.
1: Yeah. I do find though like planner plans, like we, like I said earlier, we're using them more and more on projects. Um, especially ones that are long running with with tasks that require multiple people to contribute to those tasks to get something delivered um i find the plan needs you need to be diligent about managing it because it's really easy to kind of forget about it and focus on your tasks and then you go back to it a few weeks later and it's okay this is completely wrong and not up to date so it does require like a a weekly review or a weekly or you know sometimes daily depending on the project maybe every few days um some sort of a a stand-up meeting to review what's there and get it updated by people um i i don't find people generally myself included are very good about going and updating the tasks themselves um maybe that's just me i don't know but
0: well, I don't think it is. I, I heard somebody say recently that it doesn't matter what task management or project planning solution that you use, all of them will only be as good as you are about going and actually providing detail and checking off tasks. Exactly. So whether you're using Outlook tasks to do, planner, or anything else, um, whether or not it works is entirely dependent on what you put into it, yeah. not the technology itself. Yeah, agreed. It brings me joy to check off tasks. It brings me joy to color code my Outlook calendar. And it brings me joy to have an inbox near zero. So we know that, right? So if these things bring me joy, then I'm going to spend time doing that.
2: Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm the same as Antonio and you as well, that I I finish my task. I don't go back to Planner or any other uh, project management system, but it brings me joy when I'm like, yeah, I have to go up do my tasks and like, close, 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 close. It's like, yeah,
1: I yes, just get it. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, i and I do get joy out of doing that in my Outlook tasks, um, very much marking things done. I did see some interesting features coming, so I have to be checking the roadmap. I did see some interesting features coming for Planner. Um, we're supposed to be getting recurring tasks in uh, March. Uh, so that'll be kind of cool to be able to That's have exciting. recurring tasks that happen. Yeah. And, um, and I don't know if it's there, this is supposed to be coming in February, but I haven't seen anything about it yet, but rich task, rich text and images in the planner task notes.
0: So you oh. can actually go and
1: do that in your ta- planner
2: task notes.
0: That's actually really interesting. I think that yeah. that would be pretty cool to be able to have that in there. Agree. Yeah, I don't
2: have it yet in my, in my tenant. So yeah. No. Right,
1: so it's still coming. Um, but, yes, you're spo- we're supposed to be able to get that. Because I do find that people do try to, you know, it it looks and feels like an agile board, right? Mm-hmm. And people do try to use it sometimes for user stories. And sometimes that requires some, some formatting of the text that's in the notes or images can really help people to understand what that task is about. Um, so as opposed to having to point someone to go to somewhere else to look for the details of the task, that can be handy for putting it into here in a nicely formatted way.
0: I think it would be amazing, and uh, I certainly hope that they uphold the great standard that Teams has where you can copy and paste an image and paste it into a Teams chat, and it renders beautifully. Yeah. Um, I use that all the time. For example, do a select all in a PowerPoint slide, copy it, paste it into a Teams chat, and it actually renders very nicely.
1: Yeah. Yeah, agreed. That would be nice to have here, too. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, one of the cool features actually, and I, I was a victim of it before, is the ability to move, that was released uh, in November, the ability to move tasks to any few plans. And um, I always have had that, mistakes happen to me all the time. I'll be in a plan and I out that I moved out of the plan to a different plan and start creating tasks and I'm like, oh, this is the wrong place. And I have to go and delete them and recreate them. So that feature is pretty cool.
1: To be able to move a task between plans?
2: Between plans, yeah.
1: That is cool. If
0: you created the wrong plan, I think that that's really, I think that that is well played as well, but I think it'll be a key feature for being able to do that. And um, yeah, I like that. So we've talked quite a bit about Planner. The thing that I think is still interesting is I think just like personal task management, personal calendar management, I feel like Planner is becoming more personal by the day in terms of preferences for how people want to run small to mid-sized projects using Planner. And a lot of it comes down to the best practices of who leans into it the most or maybe cares about the Planner plan the most. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. I've, been, um, I've been pushing it heavily with some of our teams because um, I find it's easy for us to When we start working on a project to lose sight of where um certain milestones come in or certain deliverables come in to customers and we create project plans and so on in various formats but having that regular review i find is much more effective when it's a board like that and you can see everything laid out on the board like your your um you made a couple of comments earlier sarah that i thought were really helpful around being able to you know have everything in the view that you can see so not going off the screen, I think that's really important. And then you you said another thing that I really liked. What was it? Um, was it thinking out loud or working out loud on a project um, where you're trying to establish, okay, what are the things we're going to do in this project? And working, I think it was working out loud. I, I thought that was a good way to put it because... You want to involve other people also in kind of the planning of the project, or at least I, I try to do that. So it's not just it's not just me. It's not just what's in my head. It's us as a team We're figuring out what are the tasks and where do they fit in and what's the right way to organize it and what's each person going to do. And I, I find people appreciate that, where it's it's more than just one person kind of dictating what a project's going to be, but it's the people coming together to figure it out.
0: I think that that's really pivotal. Um, And I know When I worked on Agile teams before, where they've had an Agile team, a coordinator for the team, and we had daily stand-ups or weekly stand-ups, right, around a traditional physical board when we were in the office. And I always remember having that key Agile coordinator. Um, Nope, we put that down on the wrong colored Post-it note. We got to get it on the right color of Post-it note to be able to put it on the board in the right place. i almost feel like planner for me is becoming something similar it's a digital board but really using it in the same construct um but just in the way that the physical board was important and the color of post-its and the cultural rhythms that you built around how you integrated with that physical board are some of the same things that i'm figuring out in planner in terms of the rules of the road a lot of those personality based, right? They might be the rules of the road of how I like to organize my board and my colors of post-its. The interesting bit is when you have different unique individuals coming together and working teams and how they built the rhythm. So on that note, I really like this discussion and not a single, uh, we were pretty unified on this, um, which for those of you, if you've listened to previous episodes, when we talk about things like Uh, email or OneNote or other things. We oftentimes have very different opinions. So this one was interesting. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We hope you join us again for another episode.
1: Thanks, everyone. Thank you.